You're listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au. So, um, I'll jump into my preach, because I'll be preaching today. <laughs> yeah, should I do multiple things? I have to apologise, I'm going to be trying to do it off my laptop today, only because our printer decided to do a New Year's resolution of never work your day in its life again. Um, our printer doesn't want to work. <laughs> so, I'll try and preach off my laptop, if it turns on. That would be awesome. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Father God, we just ask for your blessing over the word that um, Michael's going to bring. We ask that um, your peace and your word speaks, Father God. You have promised that your word will go out and will never return to you void. And that we ask that it does what you have asked, uh, you want it to do this morning, that we would have ears to hear and that we would be able to work in to our week and to our lives, what you're asking us to do this morning, Father God. ask your blessing over Michael and the Word and pray that he has boldness and courage to speak. Thanks, Ginge. <laughs> Thanks, Ginge. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about those words that um, I'll often Leanna bought as well, um, mainly because I want to preach on today about walking in your calling, what God's called you to to 2019. So it sort of lines up there, so it's a bit of encouragement. Well, it's awesome because I was a bit nervous about this one, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll go full steam ahead. So 2018 may have been a great year for you or may have been a bad one, depending on who you ask. Um, full of ups and downs, and just like any year. But looking back on it, how was it for you? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it just one of those years you're glad to see the back of? But can I ask you this? Yep. Can I ask you, was it a year that God called you to live? Was it a year of God's successes in your life or was it a year of your personal success? For me and Sarah, 2018 was a hard year of just scraping through, jobs dragging, everything starting to weigh us down. Um, we were constantly working and felt like just struggling all year. At Christmas, we got asked the question of what was the best part of 2018 and the sad thing was we couldn't think of a single highlight. It was just one of those years that we're happy to see the end of. But then, then I was thinking, we were looking at this from an earthly view, an earthly perspective of what we had achieved personally for ourselves. We weren't actually looking through what God had actually done. So as I was thinking of how rough 2018 was, God showed up and started talking to me, as he normally does when I've got something completely wrong. He likes to mend that and fix that. As I was thinking about the rough year for us personally, God reminded me of what a successful year it had been for him and his plan in our lives and the steps we had taken to the future that he was calling us to. Sorry, laptop's chat. <laughs> so looking back on 2018 now, it's probably the most life-changing walk for me and Sarah. God did amazing things in our lives. He changed us and he took us out of our comfort zones. Things, he took us to places of things where me and Sarah would never thought possible. Working for us and play, all we had to do was place our trust in him and have the faith to follow him. He chucked in amazing growth in him, but also some learning curves. Not always pleasant ones, 
the things that we needed to change to allow God to lay foundation into the cult, what he was calling for coming years. So quick question, how was your 2018? Not so much personally, but spiritually. I'll just ask a couple of questions and just think about them and see how they relate. Did you allow God to work for you in 2018? Did you grow deeper in a relationship with him? Or was it a missed opportunities year with God? It's amazing when we look back on how God is working in our lives and looking at the journey he's taken us in the past years, it also gives us an opportunity to sit back and reflect on what we need to change to allow God to work in us. So what is God wanting to do with your life in 2019? What might be in store for you? What is God calling to you? Is he calling you to go out? Is he calling that he wants to prepare a way for you? Does he want to build foundations in your life so that when we are ready for what he's planned for us and prepared for us, we are ready for anything that comes? The only thing we need to do is say yes and allow God to work in our lives, allow him to take our hand, lead us to what he has called us. The only thing we can be assured is that his plans are perfect and we're in for one heck of a ride. But with God at our side, who shall we fear? Like it says in Psalm 27.1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold and my life. Whom shall I be afraid? As I found out last year, when God asks you to do something, it's generally not a joke. Trust me. I try to see the funny side of what he was saying. I had a good laugh when he was pushing me to start preaching and stepping up. I thought, ha, good one. You should be a comedian. But the reality set in oh wait you're not joking you really and the reality of what you're saying starts to sink in as a good human you start making excuses of why you can't do this we're all good at this as soon as something we don't like seeing comes up something that seems impossible something that pushes out of our comfort zone we start to throw the book at it just like some of the common ones but i'm not good enough i'm not old enough i'm not wise enough or flat out no you just got the wrong person But for every one of these excuses, God hits back with a clear as day response of why it could be done, not only through, not by our ability, but through his. We just have to trust him and let him take the reins and be faithful in what he says. You might be thinking the same when God asks you to do something. You might respond, no, I can't do that. That's not for me. But trust me, you're not the first or the last person to do this. More than likely, God is calling you to a place that will be out of your comfort zone. But this is somewhere not to stress. This is a place where God, where we need God to work, otherwise we can't do it on our own. It's an exciting time, but it's also a daunting time. So let's, let's look at a scripture to start backing some of this up, because otherwise it's all just words and it's, it's not relevant. So we'll look at a scripture of a guy who had the same response to God. God called him, but yet he had all the reasons not to do it. So if we go to Exodus chapter 3. This is a well-known story of Moses being called by God and Moses having a typical human response trying to get out of God's calling what he doesn't think he's capable of. So Exodus 3, 1 to 10 says, Now Moses was tending a flock of his father, uh, Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midan, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Herob, the mountain of God. There an angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush, Moses saw that through the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? 
When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals. The place you are, you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of your people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and I am concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Prezazites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the, now the cry of Israelites has reached me. I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. So, as we look at the first ten verses, um, they're about God calling Moses to fulfill a plan that God has to rescue the Israelites. He doesn't only want to use Moses, but he wants to change the Israelites' lives um, using him. So put, put yourself in Moses' shoes for a second. You've just seen something miraculous. A bush is on fire, and yet it's not burning. And all of a sudden, someone starts speaking to you out of that. To him, um, this should have been enough to convince yourself that God has the right person. But as we come to verse 11, comes our first human response of why he can't do it. So Exodus 3.11. But Moses says to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? We also do this. When God calls us, we say, Who am I to do that? I'm not good enough. I don't have a great education. I'm not qualified to do this. How can I possibly how can you possibly want me to to use me there? Must be so many people better suited than me. Sound familiar? Have you tried to reason with God like this? But in Exodus three twelve, God comes back with a response. And God said, I'll be with you and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. God straight away hits back with, I'm with you. But not only says that, he offers a bit of insight that he's already succeeded in what he's calling Moses to do. He tells Moses that when it is done... When the people have been brought out of Egypt, they'll worship God on this mountain. I don't know about you, but knowing that God is with you every step of the way and God has already succeeded in the plan that he has for you, hopefully this gives you great encouragement and to turn around and say, I might not be qualified to do this, Father, but I know you are. And wherever you are, there is victory. So Romans 8.31 says, When they... What then shall they say in response to these things? If God is for us, then who could be against us? And Deuteronomy 31.8 The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid or do not be discouraged. Not only has God promised by saying, I am with you, he is saying, not by your strength but by mine. God will do the work. All we have to do is have the faith to do whatever he says. When we say we're not good enough, we are looking at God's call on our lives from an earthly view. Like in the intro to this preach, I was looking at 2018 from an earthly view. We quite often put God in a box. We're looking at what we can do, not what God can do. And when we're in the mindset 
And when we're in that mindset, God's plans for our lives look impossible and we can't see how we can do it in our own strength. What we fail to realise is that God is call, calls us. He's not calling us for what we can do. He's calling us to work in us by the power in his strength and by his power. In God, everything is possible. So, when we are cold, no matter what it is, he is calling us to lay down our lives and allow him to take over. It's not for our glory, but for his. We are just the messenger, like it says in verse 8 um, of Exodus 3. So I've come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians. God made it quite clear that he was coming to rescue Israel from slavery and God sent Moses to fulfill the plan, bringing glory to his name by things he did through Moses and how he freed the Israelites. We need to allow him to work in every part of our lives. We just need to be faithful and follow his voice. When we do this, our mindset changes. We're looking at what we can do in an earthly view to what we can do through God. When we change our mindset and we allow God to do his thing, when God is at the helm, nothing is impossible. Back to the scripture, Moses, like a good human, wasn't convinced yet. He had other excuses to try to try get out of it. So Exodus 4.1, Moses answered, What if they don't believe me or listen to me? Say, say, the Lord did not appear to you. How often do we do this as well? How often are we afraid to reach out to people because we're afraid of what that, their response and what they might think of us? How many opportunities have we missed where God has already worked in someone's life and we miss the opportunity because we're, we are afraid or worried what they might think of us? So let's look at God's reply to Moses in Exodus 4, 2-9. Then the Lord said to him, What is it that's in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. <laughs> As most people probably would. Then the Lord said, reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took hold of it, of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that may, ah, may believe that the Lord, the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. The Lord said, put, down, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back in your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you, pay attention to the first sign. They may believe the second. But if they do not believe these two signs, listen to you or listen to you, Take some water from the Nile, pour it on dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. So, God demonstrated the power to Moses on how he was going to work. So, the answer, so to answer Moses' concerns, God demonstrated exactly what he was going to do. He said, if they don't believe the first, I'll do the second. If not the second, then the third. The power God demonstrated to Moses was the same power he was going to use on Egypt to make them believe. And if God can do that in secret between him and Moses, just imagine any situation you might be facing. Have faith. God will always show up in something he has called you to. He will never leave you. God has an amazing plan for your life. As it says in Jeremiah 29.11, I'm pretty sure most of us know this, 
Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God will always show up. He'll never leave you. He was always there. He'll always be there. He'll always give you the power you need to succeed in what he has called you to. He'll never leave you. And it's always by his strength, not by our strength. So once again, Moses thinks of another excuse of why he can't do it. Exodus 4.10 Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I've never been uh, eloquent, neither in the past nor since I've spoken to you, to your servant. I'm slow in speech and tongue. So I can really relate to Moses with this argument. Um, when God last year was pushing me to start preaching and... Um, I argued with him. I'm dyslexic, so I struggle putting essays and preachers and talking in front of people. So I thought, there's no way I can do this. No chance. So the fight that Moses had in his head, I think I know pretty well. Um, Sort of Moses was probably thinking, are you serious? Why me? Have you looked at what you're working with here? But once again, God had an answer. Exodus 4, 11 to 12. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight and makes them blind? It's not I, the Lord. Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. God once again answers in a strong way. He gives no deniability that Moses can't do it. God comforted Moses in saying, I've created your mouth. I know exactly what you're capable of. I'll give you the words, a.k.a. Not by your strength, but by mine. In Moses' case, Pharaoh would have known Moses is poor in word and speech, as if you look in scripture, they grow up together. But if you look back, think of the shock Pharaoh would have had when his um, brother shows up with such authority and power. Wouldn't you wonder where this has come from? Think of the glory that would give God and show the power of what he can do working through someone's life. But God wants to use somebody is not for the glory of that person, but to show God's glory through them and the power at work in, in them and through them. In the end, when God calls you, it's to bring glory to him, not the person he's working through. So by now, surely Moses is starting to get it that it's not by his strength, it's through God's that God has an amazing plan for him. But once again... In Exodus 13, Moses has had enough and has another excuse. But Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. Please send somebody else. <laughs> wow. It, Moses is really human. I, could, <laughs> I have to argue. I've probably said this to God a few times as well. But now Moses has just gone through a burning bush. He's gone through every excuse he can think of to God. And yet God has not given him an answer to doubt God's plan. God's always had a strong enough conviction, uh, strong enough argument to say, well, this is my plan, this is how I'm going to do it, I'm working for you, it's not by your strength. But once again, Moses wants to run. Um, so God's, God's given Moses his reassurance that he will equip him with everything he needs and be in God's strength. And once again, Moses misses the point. God's working through him, and it's not the skills that Moses has that set the Israelites free, but it's God's. 
He tells God to go find someone else. I've had enough. Like a lot of us, when God tells us something, you say, nah, not for me, Father. Sorry, you've called the wrong number this time. How did God respond to Moses? Exodus 4, 14 to 17. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to you to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I'll help you both. Um, I'll help both of you speak, and I'll teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if you were he was your mouth, and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand, so you can perform the signs with it. So God got angry to begin with with Moses for not having the faith to trust him in what he was calling him to do. God had a purpose for calling Moses to do this. Like Moses, when God calls us to something, we don't always have the whole picture. He will give us enough to know what he wants us to do, but a lot of the time we don't know the purpose behind it. All we need to do is be faithful and trust that whatever is in store, God's going to make work together for his good. Um, God will be there and he already succeeded in what he has planned to do in your life. In Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So when God's calling you, I'm not sure whether you know, I imagine a lot of you would know this Nike's famous catchphrase of just do it. When God calls you, just do it. God never calls the wrong number. He knows everyone's strength and weakness better than you know yourself. He, as After all, he created you. God has called you for a reason. There is amazing purpose in what he is calling you to do. All we need to do is be faithful to that call and let him work in us. The way he has planned, we need to lay down our life to allow him to work. In Matthew 16:24, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. We need to take up our cross and lay down all our earthly desires just to allow him to take charge and lead us where he's calling us. Once we have laid down ourselves, it puts us in a place to where we can trust God and know where he's leading us and he can work in us. He can work in us. Doing, he is doing in us everything becomes possible when it's done in God at our side and he's in control doesn't matter what you think, it just matters what he can do. When we lay ourselves down, it is also bringing glory to God. It is not by your strength, but his. And by working in God's strength, it's not ours. We'll be able to do... We'll be able to do things that we thought were impossible, but allows people to see God's work within, within you, bringing glory to him. Like Pharaoh would have seen Moses and the authority and the power he was working in, he would, have, he would have had to know that something was working inside Moses. It would have had to be been God. He has given us everything we need to be able to work in the plans he has for us. We have the Holy Spirit after all, in which allows us to work in the same power that Jesus did, and nothing was impossible for Christ. Although God call, call on our life, uh, call, ah, uh, Although God's calls on our life is not easy, 
and it will challenge us. God's never promised an easy life as a Christian. In fact, written in James 1.12, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. Having stood the test, that person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. As Christians, we'll face these trials when we follow the way that God is calling us. It's actually good to know that when you're facing trials, because it means you're on the right path. It means you're stirring something up that the enemy doesn't like. But when you're living the life that God has called called us, it can be tricky at times, but man, is it worth it. The rewards that come from it are far better than if we sit back and miss his call. How hard would it be if you got to heaven and God said, I had this for you, but yet you didn't trust me? How gutting would that be? So looking at Moses' Moses's case, there's a few things we can learn. God has a plan for you. We're all humans. We all struggle. But that's part of the challenge of having the faith to reach out and walk in the plan that God has for us. It's not, not by our strength, but by his. God will never leave you in, lead you into anything that you can't handle, and he will never leave you non-equipped for that either. And God always calls the right number. He always wants you. He always has a purpose, and he will equip you with everything you need. So Joshua one nine. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So I encourage you all today to lay down your own thoughts and insecurities and be strong and courage in the Lord, trusting in him each step of the way. Let's stop doubting our own abilities and trust God's plan and potential for our lives. Let 2019 be a year of trusting and listening to God and taking advantage of every single opportunity no matter how big or small, he lays before us. So when we get to the end of the year, instead of having, um, so when we get to the end of the year, instead of having nothing to rejoice and praise God over, we'll have endless things to be thankful, no matter how big. So can I just encourage guys that to seek out that calling that God's called you to this year, to really chase God and be faithful and take the step where He's calling you to big things this year or whether he just wants to lay foundations in your life this year to something that he's called, can I encourage you to chase him and put your full foot forward after him? Um, so I'll just pray. Father, we just pray, Lord, for this year, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you give us... Would you call out our callings, Father, Lord? Would you, um, would you bless us, Lord, to chase them, Father, Lord, to have no hesitation, Lord, to trust you, Lord, and... And your faithfulness, Father, Lord, we thank you, you are faithful, Lord. We thank you, you have an amazing plan for us, Lord, a, a plan to prosper us and not to harm us, Lord. And, and we just pray, Lord, that you'll just work in each and every one of us, Lord. Help us not to miss any opportunities, Father, Lord, and, and just bless us this year, Lord, and encourage us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to City Edge Church. For more information, go to cityedgechurch.com.au.